Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Chris Gibson. Chris, are you ready to do this? Yeah, sure I am. All right, let's let let's go. Chris is a sought-after skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. He's a best-selling author of The Acne Free in Three Days. I'm excited to have you on. Chris, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> okay, I'll try to give you the thumbnail version of it. Um, I help people really the focus now is skincare, but I also do talk to people about you know nutrition because uh, they all interplay fitness all of those things play together to create you know your experience your physical experience so um, but what I'm most known for is skincare because <clears throat> I focused a book about 15 I guess it's been 15 years ago um, on acne and what I went through to cure it myself because I wasn't being able to do that through the standard ways of medications or antibiotics or any of that so I wrote a little booklet on what I did, not how to do it, but what I did. And the book sort of became a touchstone for a lot of people that were struggling. So ended up on television with that. Not really wasn't my life plan <laughs> uh, to, for that to go that way, but it did, which was fine. I helped a lot of people. And then, <clears throat> you know, long story short, I dove into YouTube in 2018 because um uh, I didn't really want to go back on television and on the road. I had done that for so long. Um, I enjoy live TV, but it's, you know, <laughs> five o'clock calls and all that stuff. That was, it was hard. Um, so YouTube has done really well for me, but the focus has kind of evolved to really about skincare and solving problems for people in their thirties, forties, fifties and over uh, skin issues that aren't responding to traditional. That's my holistic background and esthetician background, but also, Understanding what is in skincare, how it affects your health, how your diet impacts your skin, and your fitness, in fact, impacts your skin. So, as I said, that's sort of. So, I spend most of my time focused on YouTube. Um, I'm constantly at it. I have a blog that's very active. It's interactive where people ask me questions because um, I don't have a practice. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Um, so, it's it's really very passion. Uh, oriented for me to help folks and help them understand the conundrum of skincare because there's so much of it. So many different brands. Should I buy the celebrity branch? Is it worth it? Or is it just about ingredients? And, and so really that's been my focus and that's pretty much my life right now. So I appreciate that. The conundrum of skincare. <laughs> Our skin is very important to us. So I would like to have nice skin but if I do not currently have the skin that I want, what in the world do I do? Well, the first is understanding, you know, taking a look at what your specific issues are. Is it photo aging because you didn't wear sunscreen or you did a lot of tanning back in the day? Um, or is it, you know, issues with dryness or it really comes down to your skin type and what your specific issues are, understanding what those are first. And then not getting frustrated because there are a myriad of ways to approach uh, every individual skincare issue in person, and everybody's a little bit different. Some things work for some people that don't work for others, so there's a lot of trial 
and error and patience involved. So the first thing I would say is if you have something that you're trying to deal with and you're not getting anywhere, no matter what you try, you know, a trip to the dermatologist or a, a you know, licensed esthetician is probably a good starting point um, because it can be very frustrating. Skin also can foretell other health issues. Uh, skin's your largest organ and oftentimes the health of it or the um, state of it, so to speak, can be associated with things like diabetes. It can be skin cancer. It could be, you know, uh, anything like that. Dryness can be tied to kidney issues, liver issues. So sometimes, um, you know, skin's usually really responsive unless there's something deeper going on. And if that's the case, then I think a professional stepping in. It's not, it's worth the two or 300 bucks if you can come up with it to just go in and get checked out is the first step I would say, um, for that. Fascinating. Uh, when when you're talking, I thought what came into my mind was that skin is like the canary in the coal mine. If I'm having other underlying issues, it's going to show up certainly probably in other parts of my body and my health, but also my skin. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like they can take, they can take a drop of blood now and tell you pretty much what all is going on with you. Um, we don't do that in the home yet. I'm not sure that won't happen at some point where there'll be some kit that we just do that. Uh, but yeah, your skin's going to tell you a lot of things about the environment you're in. You know, this time of year for a lot of people, uh, it's northern hemisphere. It's cold, it's dry, so a lot more skin issues. I hear from a lot of folks, um, and people slap on moisturizers, and they're like, "Why isn't that working?" Well, there's two things at play. When you, your moisture level obviously is important, but you have what's called a lipid layer or lipid barrier, and a lot of times in the wintertime, um, those fats are not produced as much. The skin doesn't produce as much of them, and it can dry out. The lipid barrier actually helps trap moisture and protect your skin from the outside environment. So if you have heated homes with very dry air, then you're out in the winter air is very dry. Um, people won't find relief so much in a moisturizer as they will a ceramide cream, which is like a CeraVe moisturizing cream. Um, something that has those lipids, those fatty acids in there to go back on the skin and help build that layer back up is going to be more helpful than just, say, slapping on some body lotion. So it's really – it's kind of – you kind of have to do some thought process there about what's going on with you and your environment. Maybe you need to humidify it. Um, I'm suffering the effects of dry air right now myself. I sound scratchy. Um, even in Florida, it gets dry in the wintertime. So yeah, so it, it's it's really that. And then really looking at your diet, you know, how much sugar do you consume? Um, if it's a lot, you might want to look at that. Making sure you have leafy green vegetables. Lot, supplementation is also very important for most people. Vitamin K2 is a really big deal right now. Um, it's been a big deal, but it's gotten more press, which is good because it's a nutrient that's hard to get. Um, we often hear about vitamin K1, but vitamin K2 is a little bit different in the way it reacts in the body. It helps move the calcium around correctly, get it to the right place where it doesn't build up in your arteries, but it gets it to the cells and the membranes in your brain and your skin. So oftentimes that supplement's necessary plus a D3. This is kind of why it's good to seek out somebody that really has a good background in all of this and can help guide you with that because that's something a lot of people just don't even know about. Yeah. And yet – 
vitamin K2 supplementation for most people over 30 can make a huge difference in the health of their skin. It can prevent wrinkles and it can prevent the breakdown of collagen, which is what makes our skin sag and look older. And bone loss, which is a big thing as we get older, which makes us our skin, our face look different. So there's a lot of things uh, like that out there that can be helpful if you know about them. And that's so not something, you know, unless you catch the article or something happens in the news, most people don't know about that. So I always say, again, it's good to just seek out somebody, even if it's an online uh, resource that's trusted and, and licensed. And there's tons of us out there. Um, oftentimes just reading through the blog material, you're going to learn a whole lot of stuff about what you can do for your skin. Nice. That's going to cost you anything, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. So your thoughts on, on, I, I, I want to call them supplements, but, uh, skincare products when I'm buying off the shelf and then looking for more homeopathic or natural products. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's easier to talk about what to stay away from. Mm. <laughs> um, there are a lot of great ingredients out there. Uh, vitamin C serums are good for your skin. Retinol moisturizers are good for your skin. Again, the ceramide cream, we just spoke of that. Sunscreen, of course, is super important. Um, knowing what your particular face wash uh, for your skin type is right for you. If you have oily skin, usually a foaming a clarifying cleanser, a clear one will be the choice that helps you out the most. If you have dried a normal skin, using the creamy type. So really getting that basic routine down just to those items that I just talked about. But staying away things from things like denatured alcohol, which will be on the back of the label, uh, any kind of parabens, which we're seeing less and less of that. Sulfates, uh, sulfides, ureas can also be irritating to skin. Fragrance. Um, the FDA doesn't require companies to tell you what the fragrance is made out of. So unless that particular skincare line took the time to list that out, which most don't, they just say fragrance, you can assume it's synthetic. If you have sensitive skin, uh, that can be a problem for extra dryness and also irritation. So I always recommend people in general stay away from fragrance products unless you've had a history with that product and it hasn't bothered you, then it's fine. Um, it's not harmful for everybody, but if people have sensitive skin, oftentimes fragrance is an issue. Also, being sure that you patch test any new product, even if it's something that has similar ingredients to something used before, a patch test on the inner elbow uh, based on whatever the skincare product is supposed to do, whether that is beyond ongoing um, or it's a wash off like a mask. You want to you follow those instructions on the inner elbow and make sure you don't have a reaction before you put it on your face. Smart. And then the and then the other big thing that I talk to people about is making sure they they get everything: your face, your ears, your neck, the back of your neck, your upper chest, your tops of your arms and hands. Anything that's generally exposed to the elements needs help from your skincare routine. So it's not just about face. We see people today that back in their 30s and 40s really paid attention to their face, but nothing else. So their face looks really great. Their skin looks really healthy. Uh, but then they have a lot of sun aging or photo aging other places. So I try to help people prevent that because it's much easier to prevent it than reverse it. <laughs> um, so yeah, treating all of those areas is very, very important, uh, especially with sunscreen. So nice. How many different skin types are there? Well, the, when you look at the commercial skincare companies are usually three. 
maybe four. It'll be oily, dry to uh, sensitive. They'll put those two together. Sometimes you rarely stick oily sensitive products, but there are really about eight of them. On my blog, I've broken it down into eight because a person can have super oily skin but can have very sensitive skin that's not acne prone, or you can have oily skin that is acne prone. You can have dry skin that is acne prone. So there's a lot of differentiation in that, and those products that are generally labeled for like acne are going to be too harsh for people with sensitive dry skin, even if they're getting breakouts. It's going to create more of a problem than help. So... You can use the the generic guide of oily, normal, dry, and sensitive. That's the four main skin types that things are uh, labeled for. But really knowing your ingredients, again, staying away from like alcohols and sulfates. If you have dry skin, you don't want that. You want ceramides. You want to build up the lipid layer. So it really, that's such a great question because there's probably more than that. <laughs> I mean, there's probably, you could probably come up with like 12 of them if you really wanted to. So as I said, for a lot of people, there's a lot of trial and error that goes on in trying to find a product that works for them. Um, and the other thing that I tell folks is to have patience with products and your skin because skin takes time. For most, I just did a video on this, what ingredients give you somewhat instant results, something you're going to see in a day or two versus what's gonna take a lot more time for you to see results from. So things that work on the deeper layers of the skin, like collagen, like your retinols, your vitamin C serums, your spot correctors, skincare acids, they're gonna take a number of weeks to months for you to see the results. So you have to be patient and very consistent. Because skin takes, for a 20 year old, it takes a month for your cells on the surface of your skin to be replaced. As you get older, it takes longer. Sometimes you have six weeks, eight weeks. It depends on your your um, genetic um, makeup, but generally, any kind of retinol product or light therapy product that's building collagen for that to actually start to show up. But it does work because I test those things out, and it's pretty amazing. Um, two to three months out, when you start to really see the effects of that thickening of the skin where we see the plumper skin, less wrinkles, less sagging, and they haven't had to have any sort of surgery. So it's pretty pretty phenomenal if people can stick with it. How hard is it for me to figure out what my skin type is? Uh, not terribly hard. I mean, it's, you know, you need to look at normal skin is going to be oily around the T-zone and drier towards the edges. That's a normal skin type. Um, it's going to taller if you're not, don't break out easily and things don't irritate your skin easily. That's a normal, that's, they call that normal. Um, if you have oily skin and you find that you wash your, cleanse your skin and it gets, makes it oilier, you probably have an issue with your face wash and need to change it. But that's an oily skin type. If you apply things to your skin and it's oily and you break out, you have acne prone skin. So it's really just looking at how your skin behaves when you do things to it will tell you what your skin type is. What all skin types are, are in need of sun protection. Yeah. <laughs> I harp on that a lot. It doesn't matter how dark your skin complexion is. You need to be protecting it from the rays of the sun because they do damage below the surface of the skin. So people think of sunscreen as just protecting the outside. It's not really doing that. It's protecting those long wave rays, keeping those from getting down into the collagen and lower layers of your skin where it can do the most damage. 
cause skin cancer, cancer cells, DNA damage in the cell, and lead to photoaging. So all of that stuff starts deeper under the skin than people think. So sun protection, big deal for everybody. Got it. Nice. I appreciate that. I imagine that it would be pretty easy if I really got invested in this and interested in it for me to all of a sudden develop a $100, hundreds of dollars a month skincare uh, regimen. And that's not something that I'm personally interested in, Chris. Maybe it should be. But for somebody like me who wants to have nice skin, but I don't want to spend a ton of money on it, are there certain things I should really be thinking about? Yeah, I tell people there are there are just a few basic things you need, and drugstore brands are just as uh, effective often as uh, the more expensive brands. <clears throat> you know, celebrity brands are going to have a name attached to them, so you're going to be paying for packaging in the name uh, on that particular product. Basically, a person needs, besides a good face wash, which we just talked about, a good vitamin C serum. They can be gotten from. Uh, that can be procured from someplace like the ordinary for like eight bucks. Some of these vitamin C serums out there run 150 bucks or higher. So look at your drugstore brands like CeraVe has two great retinols. I always tell people retinol is still the king topical for anti-aging. We have not replaced it with anything else. Um, the prescription brand is Retin-A, which everybody should probably recognize tretinoin. Um, but starting with the drugstore versions like a CeraVe um, or even the ordinary or good molecules, those brands are going to have those things for just, you know, 10, maybe $15 at the most. A good moisturizer, Neutrogena is a great brand, been around for a long time. Um, their moisturizer will last you two months. It's a water cream. It's good for all skin types. It's fragrance-free. Uh, they have a body lotion out now too. Hyaluronic acid, very important uh moisturizing ingredient that we all should be using yeah you know 15 bucks so you can for you know about 50 bucks a month maybe a little bit less than that have a solid routine going without having to spend tons of money on products you don't have to do that awesome appreciate it well chris the people are ready for your difference making tip even though you've given us a lot what do you have for them <laughs> well i would take all of this and for the person who is like you were interested in this is to start is to take start taking the steps whether that's starting with just a vitamin c serum seeing how it impacts your skin it's sort of like weight loss once you start to see results and the change you get more motivated <laughs> to do more so um yeah basically it's just get started and be very consistent because that's the issue that i run in with most people just like everything um the consistency is such a key uh, along with the patient. So really, though, it's getting started and then being very consistent so you can get some results. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people sure. learn more about you, and where can we check you out on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, it's easy. It's, you can type in Chris Gibson, or Chris Gibson Live is the name of the channel, but it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you just type in my name. I'll pop up. And then, of course, I have my interactive blog, which is really a network uh, where people can talk to each other, they can question send questions directly to me, which is easier than YouTube because I don't always get to all the comments. There's like 120,000 subscribers there, so I don't see everything. Um, that skin so fabulous. You can just type that in the Google search bar. It'll be the number one thing, and then you can. It's free. It's a free resource. You can find out your skin type there, just like we were talking about nice. uh, the eight that I have created. 
Um, so that's really the two best ways. And then all my social media, all of my contact information is always in every video and it's at also on the blog. So I'm not hard to find. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Chris on YouTube. Just type in Chris Gibson and yep. everything will come up. And then search for Skin So Fabulous and figure out what your skin type is and stay in touch with Chris and figure out what your routine is and be patient and consistent with it. Thanks again, Chris. All right. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.